In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 37, they were astonished beyond measure. They said, he does everything well. Astonished beyond measure. Just really think about those three words. Here's how we might picture it today. In like memes or whatever, you send somebody a meme on their phone. Here's how we would picture astonished beyond measure. Right? Jaw dropping. Like when you go into the grocery store and you look at the price of a quart of ice cream. (laughs) Something like that. Or the price of gas. Although it got a little better, so I couldn't use that one anymore. Thankfully. But those are astonished in a bad way. When's the last time you've been really astonished beyond measure in a good way? I didn't know an example, but here I see Carly Matsia here. I thought they were probably astonished beyond measure when, their ba- when a baby is born. That's probably a good example. Astonished beyond measure. But um, you will be astonished beyond measure. Why were they astonished beyond measure? Because they saw Jesus in the flesh and they saw what he could do. And when you see him face to face, you're going to be astonished beyond measure. Jaw dropping. He's that good. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. And he will fix every single other thing that is wrong with us. All of it. Because he is the greatest doctor that has ever lived the greatest. Astonishing beyond measure is this doctor, jaw-dropping good. One of the side benefits of being a pastor, this is just a small, small little incidental thing of being a pastor, is I get to hear who the good doctors are and who the not good doctors are because, you know, you're always talking to people when they're sick. and So, you know, they tell me what doctor they're going to. And, and so often I'll hear something like this. I'm going to this doctor. I'm going to this doctor and he is just so good. So good. I mean, he is just really one of the best. We just love him. And you know, you make a little mental, okay, go to that doctor if I ever need that, right? So uh, one that I heard, and if I said his name, probably 90% of you would know exactly who I saw. But we, when I first got here, I kept hearing about this one doctor in Bloomington, cancer doctor, how good he was. Just, he's the best, you know? And uh, lo and behold, as God would have it, Valerie had gotten a little bit, this was a number of years ago, had gotten a little bit of skin cancer, so here we are. I get to meet this doctor I've heard so much about. And he was everything everybody had said. I mean, I was so impressed. You know, had the, had the best bedside manners, you know, as, as we say. He, uh, he was compassionate, kind. He, he listened to everything we, we were wondering about. He explained everything, you know, in, in our terms. We could understand clearly, perfectly. And best of all, at least in our case, he fixed everything. Right? That's a good doctor. Now, I'm telling you today about another doctor, the greatest doctor who is all of that, all of that, and much more than that. He has the best bedside manners. He's kind. He listens to all your needs, all your troubles. He's compassionate. He enters into your suffering with you. And best of all, he can and will heal every single thing that is ever wrong with you, body and mind. He will. Every single bit of it. Okay? 
Now, some things he'll actually fix right here and now, like maybe a bit of skin cancer. But everything he will fix when he takes your body to be with him on the last day. You will be astonished beyond measure because he does everything. Now, deafness, you know, is incurable. A couple sermons ago, a couple years ago, I, I did talk about there's been a lot of advances with deafness. You know, they can do um, implants and so forth that can help. But by and large, deafness is incurable. And in uh, Jacksonville, Illinois, not that far away from us, there's a school for the deaf. And as good Christians do things, you know, there's a bunch of churches for the deaf that were constructed right next to the school for the deaf. And one of those is ours, uh, Christ Lutheran Church for the Deaf. It's one of our missions of our Central Illinois District. Pastor Tom Phillips He's a great pastor, so he, you know, he conducts all the services also in sign language. And we need that because why? Because deafness is incurable. They need to hear the gospel, right? And they need to know that when they see Jesus face to face, they will hear him. Without a doubt. They need to hear this reading and say, this is the greatest doctor ever. He can even make the deaf hear. And I will hear one day when I'm with him. He heals the deaf. Now, there are many other incurable illnesses that Jesus, the greatest doctor, can cure. Some of them he does in the Bible, like paralyzed. It's incurable, right, in, in most cases. But Jesus tells them to walk and they walk. Blind, incurable, right? Not for Jesus. He heals them and they will see him. Now let me name you then, I, let me name you a few incurable diseases that you may not think of when you think of Jesus in the Bible. These are incurable diseases that he will 100% cure when we see him face to face. Cancer, I already mentioned. When we see Jesus face to face, cancer is gone. Depression. There will be no more de depression. Jesus will heal it all. Diabetes, arthritis, Alzheimer's, Down syndrome, Huntington's disease, ALS. Maybe I missed one. What, I mean, which one are you excited to see completely 100% cured? Because he will cure them all. He did it while he was physically walking on earth. So of course he's going to do it when he physically comes again. I mean, I feel like I should remind you of some of these verses. Like Matthew 4, 24. They, they brought Jesus all the sick. So he's, he's there in the area of Capernaum. And anybody who's got anything wrong with them, they're all coming. They bring them all. Those, it lists them. Those afflicted with various diseases and pains. Those oppressed by demons epileptics, paralytics, and what happened? He healed them all, it says. Not, I'll, I'll heal one so you can see me do it. He healed them all, all of them. That's unbelievable. He's the greatest doctor that's ever lived. Now, you don't have to wait till the last day to see this greatest doctor in action. He is already now working on us in the root of all the problem, in our, on our sin. So I want to take you to the moment that he heals this deaf man. Verse 34, it says, And looking up to heaven, Jesus sighed deeply. Now, 
Why does he sigh? That's the question. The, the greatest doctor, remember, I, I think about you go to your doctor, you're in the room with them telling them all your problems. The greatest doctor doesn't just listen to your problems and your illnesses, but he's compassionate, and that word compassionate means to suffer with someone. That's what the word literally means. So he sighs because he is intimately suffering with us. Hebrews 4 says, he sympathizes with our weaknesses because in every way he's been tempted as we are, yet he remained without sin. So, I mean, I I just can't stress this enough. Jesus doesn't only just heal everything that's wrong with you, but he actually suffers with you, takes on the suffering with you. That's what makes him the greatest doctor. So I don't, maybe I do this more than other people, which would be a problem, but I wonder, I, be, I bet I don't. I bet all of you do this. How many times a day do you sigh? Sometimes I think I do it too much, maybe, but do you all do it? How many times do you just, you know, just a really big sigh? I bet if we added it up, how many times a day, we might be kind of surprised. And once in a while, someone will overhear us and say, well, what's the matter? And we say, oh, I don't know. (laughs) I was just sighing. (laughs) You know, life is the matter. We sigh. I mean, over things I've said, things I've done. We sigh over the weight of the work that needs to get done. We sigh over pain we're having or illnesses. We sigh. And here's Jesus, the greatest doctor, about to heal this deaf man, and he sighs deeply. He feels the pain and suffering. In fact, of course you know this, where did he take our greatest sigh, the greatest sigh of the whole world? On the cross. Remember some of those words from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Or when he breathed his last, he sighed his last breath and committed his spirit into his Father's hands and he said, it is finished. The greatest doctor sighs with us. Now, another very interesting thing about this, besides the sighing, is all the touching he does. Because we're used to Jesus, when he heals somebody, it's usually just like a word. He just says a word, you know, go home, they'll be healed, something like that. But not here. This one is kind of unique. There's a lot of touching. First of all, he he pulls the man aside from everybody else. Remember, he's, he's deaf and can't speak, so there's no way Jesus got him over there without taking him. So he takes him over privately and then puts his fingers into his ears, which is kind of an odd thing. You don't do that very often. Puts his fingers into the ears, then spits on his finger. We assume that's what this means. Spits on his finger and touches the man's tongue. Now just think about that in terms of a, a doctor. If you went into a doctor's office, you tell them everything that's wrong with you, And what if they never, ever touched you? They never did any kind of an examination at all. It it might not register, but I bet subconsciously you would be thinking, is this guy a doctor? Is this gal a doctor? They didn't even look at me. Well, here's Jesus, the greatest doctor who, who doesn't leave us without these touches to our senses. Okay, He's very sensory in our healing. And I think that's very important because what does he give us? He gives us his word, holy baptism, holy communion, and holy absolution. 
Those are very sensory gifts he gives us. So we hear his word in our ears. We see the water and the bread and wine in the sacraments. We taste the the wine that is Christ's blood. We taste the bread that is his body. We feel the touch of the water in holy baptism. And I want to stress this very much because a good doctor and the greatest doctor, Jesus, he is actually entering in and living with... He's doing something that no earthly doctor can do. This is something far beyond any kind of medicine today. He is actually not just looking inside, but living inside of us. You are baptized and you have His Spirit living in you. You've received the bread and wine, the very body and blood of Christ in you. That's what the greatest doctor does, touches and heals us in the sacraments. Then we come to the end, and Jesus charges them to tell no one. Now that sounds odd to us, because we're living after his death and resurrection. We're used to him telling us, tell everyone. But of course, before his death and resurrection, he didn't want people getting the wrong idea. There's a lot of explanation I won't go into, but now the charge is, to tell others that you have the greatest doctor that has ever lived. Okay? So Matthew 28, go and baptize all nations, or go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, teaching them to observe. And then in the end of Luke, he says, repentance and forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in my name to all nations. So he tells us to go and tell people. Now, maybe this isn't funny to you, but um, sometimes, you know, today... You might be nervous to tell people how good your doctor is because you don't want them jamming up the appointment book, you know, because you can already, already right now it's call and, hey, can I get an appointment? Yeah, we'll see you in three months, right? So uh, you might be a little selfish with your good doctors, but you don't have to worry about that with Jesus, okay? The greatest doctor, his appointment book is always open. He can, he can take many, many millions and billions of patients. It's going to be okay. So we can tell others, okay? And... The fact is, how can we not? How can we not? You know, I started off telling you how people tell me how good their doctors are. They can't help it. They like their doctor. How can we not tell people about Jesus? we got the greatest doctor that has ever lived who can heal every single disease. Of course we're going to tell people. I, like probably all of you, have had family members who have died of incurable diseases. Right? Haven't you all had family members die of incurable cancer? ALS, Huntington's, and my family, and, and others. Well, they, when I see them with Jesus face to face, they will be 100% completely healed. No more cancer, no more ALS, no more Huntington's disease, no more Alzheimer's, no more any of it. And when you and I see that, we will say, just like they said, This is the greatest doctor that's ever lived. He does everything well. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding guards your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.